I'm Marianne Kolbesek-McGee, Managing Editor of Healthcare Info Security. Today we're speaking with Stephen Wu, a partner with law firm Cook, Kobrick & Wu, LLP. Stephen is also former chair of the American Bar Association Section of Science and Technology Law and co-chair of its Information Security Committee. Stephen will discuss some of the key security and legal issues related to mobile devices, especially for organizations that allow employees to bring their own personal computing devices into work. Hi, Stephen. Hi, Marianne. Thank you for having me today. Based on your experience as an attorney specializing in data security issues, what do you see as the key risks posed by the explosion in the use of mobile devices and especially the use of personal devices for work-related purposes? Marianne, if I address this point, I'd start by saying that right now we are, in fact, seeing an explosion in the use of mobile devices, and executives and other people within companies are asking their IT staff to support policies by which they bring their own mobile devices to use for work. It's also the case that this may come as a, as a transition for these organizations because they need to deal with executives who are very insistent on the use of these devices, and at the same time, they are recognizing that there are legal security and other types of issues involved with the use of mobile devices. I'll start by saying that there are some risks that are not security-related, and then we can switch to the security-related risks. So to begin with some of the non-security-related risks, there are privacy issues involved with mobile devices. So if there's monitoring going on by the organization, that needs to be communicated to the people who are using the devices. If the device is being demanded later on in an investigation or the company should ask for that right, uh, then people might need to provide their devices upon demand, and there might be some private information of the person, of the user on that device. So the privacy understanding has to be something communicated between the organization and the user. Also, there's a discovery issue. Discovery is the process by which parties disclose information to each other in a lawsuit. In this case, we're talking about electronic information on the mobile devices. If the organization is sued or if the organization is thinking of suing another entity or, or individual, the organization needs to preserve that information. And if the information rests on mobile devices that legally belong to the user, then the organization needs to have some kind of process to make sure that it is gathering, collecting that information, and preserving that information if it's needed later on in the litigation. Also, from a, the perspective of a demand there might be a demand in the lawsuit to disclose certain information, and as that comes up in the lawsuit, the organization may need to make a collection of information after the lawsuit is underway and the demand is made. So the organization may need to get that device or somehow get access to the information on the device to be able to provide it to the other side. In an investigation, a governmental investigation or an internal investigation, the same kinds of considerations would apply. The organization might need to get those devices to be able to get the information needed to respond to the investigation. There's also issues such as labor and employment matters. If you're using your mobile device after hours and if you're an hourly employee, it seems that the employee, there's an issue of the compensation of the employee for the time used by the employee to use the mobile device. So those are some examples of some non-security issues. Switching now to security issues related to the, the use of mobile devices and as it interfaces with the legal world, I would say that the number one issue relating to bring your own device or BYOD policies or the use of mobile devices 
has to do with the planning for the use of such devices. There are many organizations today that have a BYOD reality, even though they may be unaware that their employees are using their own devices for work matters. They may not have addressed the question of BYOD, and employees may be using their own devices without even telling their employers, and there are risks associated with doing that. So the number one risk would be a, a, an unknown BYOD occurrence. Um, then the second thing I would mention is that um, there are the possibilities, certainly, of the loss of the device. So if you can look at the history of records of data breaches, what you'll see is that many occur because the devices were lost in the first place. Then in addition, there are risks to the network and information on the network. If a device has the ability to access all information on, an, on a comp company network, just as if it were a desktop sitting in the office, then there's the possibility that a device that's compromised could have access to all the information on the corporate network. So there is that network risk possibility. We're also aware that some people have use their device in ways that is not authorized. So, for example, there are means of jailbreaking phones, and so having a policy to address jailbreaking is important. So that is another risk associated with that. Also, if a mobile device is connected to outside computers or outside cloud services or social media applications, it's possible that a compromise of the device due to that connectivity might then spread to the network. It's also the case that people are using their devices in Wi-Fi networks. If they, are, if they don't have the proper protections for use of the device with Wi-Fi, then they create the risk by using that mobile device in, in insecure networks. Also, it's possible that um, there might be risk associated with the fact that we're talking about different operating systems. Somebody is using Android. Somebody else is using an iOS device. The IT security teams need to be able to support, uh, and the IT staff needs to support, the use of different types of operating systems. And if they're not prepared to do that, that also introduces risk. Of course, these devices then have personal applications, and they're being used for personal web browsing, and there may even be sharing of the device. So if the child of the employee is using the device for applications or to browse websites that then cause risk to the organization, that could create a security issue for the organization. So having policies and procedures to address the dual use of the devices would be important. So that, that gives you some examples of some of the risks that are involved. What industries are most vulnerable to data security and privacy breaches involving the use of personally owned devices? Marianne, what I would say there is that the industries that we're talking about are the regulated industries. Certainly folks who are working in government or in the military have this as, a, as an issue, and even President Obama had an issue about uh, the use of his BlackBerry in the past in his first term. But if you are talking about government or military users, then certainly concerns about the security of the devices is important. And, and these agencies basically don't have that, that opportunity available to them the way that uh, private organizations do and companies. If you're talking about the private sector, what we're talking about is, again, the regulated industries in healthcare, financial services, and in the high-tech industry as well. 
it is possible, and we've I've heard stories about people who are working for high tech companies who are being targeted to try to get intelligence on the company to try to find out plans, technical information, and the like. So if somebody's being targeted for a compromise, then somebody with access to information that's highly sensitive, proprietary, in a technology business, related business, those would be folks who are most vulnerable. What are some of the particular security concerns for bring your own device in healthcare organizations? Well, when you're talking about the healthcare field, then you're talking about protected health information of the patients. You're talking about the way that the information is collected. You need to have some programs and procedures in place to make sure that the information is being collected only if needed, that it is being collected on a device that has the security controls that we could talk about in a little bit. And we're talking about trying to prevent the compromise of protected health information. What specific steps should organizations take to reduce their data security risks in light of the bring-your-own-device trend? What I would say there is that the first and fundamental question is, is this type of policy correct for the organization? Is it appropriate for the organization? If you have an organization that has done a risk assessment that feels that this is just not a risk worth taking, then it should stick with company-issued devices. If it feels that there are compelling needs and it can manage the risk, then it can start on a program of BYOD, and that program would include, first and foremost, planning for the program. So bringing together an interdisciplinary team of people in legal, HR, IT security, IT support, and the like, together in the same room to discuss the issue and discussing the budget for the program would be the first step. And going through the planning process includes putting together things like a risk analysis of exactly what are the information risks to the organization, what kind of information does it hold, is it high value, is it personally identifiable information, is it protected health information for patients in a healthcare setting. Understanding the risk includes understanding the possible threats to the information, determining the likelihood that these threats will come to pass and the magnitude of harm that would occur if the threat were to occur, and then balancing that against the cost of the safeguards put into place to prevent those vulnerabilities and the likelihood that these safeguards will work and be effective to prevent the kinds of threats that we're talking about. So undertaking risk analysis is part of the planning process. And then once the risk assessment is done, putting into place policies and procedures. The policies and procedures can talk about, for example, the acceptable use of devices. They can talk about organizational access to the device, when the organization can demand the information. It would also cover the wiping of the device, when that wiping would occur, and the types of usage that would be allowable underneath the the policy. Once the organization works on the policies and procedures, it can also include some work on standards and guidelines. When I'm talking about standards, I'm talking about technical standards. What kinds of devices would be permitted? What kind of parameters would they have? It may be that the company allows a certain set of devices and not just any old device, so having the standards put into place would be great. And then working on the training and education materials that will be needed to communicate to users of the device. And then finally, agreements. It's important to include agreements to have the employees agree to the changes in policies. And these, again, the policies that I'm talking about are acceptable use policies. 
It may be that there's a portion of acceptable use policy that covers mobile devices or there might be a separate mobile device policy. And there also would be changes needed for the security policy of the organization, maybe the privacy policy of the organization, and the document retention policy of the organization. Once you have that kind of documentation in place, the organization should consider the technology that would be needed or desirable to implement a BYOD program. So, for example, there might be mobile device management software that the organization can source and procure as part of the process of rolling that out. And then once it is considered the mobile device management, it should also include as part of that analysis a determination of whether encryption is possible or desirable in that case, reasonable and appropriate for healthcare organizations. Encryption of the information is one of the ways it can protect it so that if the device is lost, whatever the the person taking the device would see would be unreadable, ciphertext. And then also it can include possible technical controls on the network side. So, for example, if it lowers the types of functionality that mobile devices coming onto the network can do, then it could perhaps limit the possibility of, of damage to the company networks by prohibiting it from doing certain high-value types of tasks that you could do if you were using a desktop to access the company network from inside the office. So those are some of the technology things that the organization can consider. And then finally, when it's going through the process of rolling out the program, it would need to enroll users. It would need to look at their devices and make sure their devices are are ready to go with company network access. And having an inventory of those devices would be helpful so it understands who's got what devices. It, It may also want to include a document-specific or document-focused type of look at information. So as a matter of full disclosure, I've, I have a company client called Watchdocs. So I'm, what I'm talking to you about is what Watchdocs might tell you. And what it might tell you is that if you can focus on the security of individual files and pieces of information with specific parameters, such as how long somebody can access it, who can get access to it, who can then communicate it on and so forth. It may be that using a device can be done consistent with security by focusing on the security of individual files as opposed to trying to secure the network or secure the device. So those are some of the steps that that an organization can go through to try to reduce data security risks. Is there any other mobile device security advice that you would offer to chief information security officers as they plan for 2013? I would. One of the things I I would emphasize again is that this is not a program that a chief information security officer can roll out in the absence of collaboration with other groups. So the CISO needs to talk with the CIO and needs to talk with the general counsel, needs to talk with people in HR, This is an interdisciplinary effort. It shouldn't be done within the individual security silo within an organization. As part of that, counsel has a role to play in looking at the types of legal risks involved with the organization, looking at compliance to make sure that if it's a regulated business and has security requirements imposed by law, that the BYOD program doesn't upset the compliance program that it has in place and should, in fact, be integrated with that program. In addition, if there's some investigation to be done, having counsel involved can protect the communications about that investigation through the attorney-client privilege. If CISOs do this themselves, the attorney-client privilege doesn't apply. The attorney-client privilege means that if there were ever a lawsuit, 
if the opposing lawyer asked, what did the user say to the company, then that is something that the opponent can ask in litigation or request emails or other kinds of communications. But if the attorney is asking that question of the employee, then that can be covered by the attorney-client privilege. If you have outside counsel, that even strengthens the attorney-client privilege even more. So it's important to keep in mind this is not an information security-only type of program. Also, this is not a technology-only program. People, procedures, and technology have to work together to have a successful BYOD program. So it's not a matter of simply buying some software off the shelf, putting it into place, and saying we've got the problem solved. It's important to look at the BYOD program holistically from all of those angles, from people, I'm talking about personnel security, training, procedures, the kinds of procedures I, I mentioned to make sure that people are properly enrolled, the devices are properly connected to the network and authorized to use the network services, if there's a termination of the employee, having the procedures in place to get back the device, and then the technology, the types of network security controls we talked about, and the mobile device management software that we talked about. Also, the BYOD program should be integrated into the regular security program. If BYOD is bolted on at the end, it makes it difficult for the information security teams and other teams within the organization to make sure that it's doing the work in an effective manner. If it integrates the program within the security program as a whole, then it can do a lot of the compliance work or a lot of the risk analysis work as a regular part of what it already does to save time. And finally, it's really important just to weigh the costs and benefits of the BYOD program and determine whether it makes sense from the perspective of the, the productivity of the, of the workers and their desire for having new features that the mobile devices can provide at the same time weighing that against the cost and the support involved with the BYOD program. Thanks, Stephen. I'm Marianne Kolbasek-McGee for Healthcare Info Security. Thanks for listening.